Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk to nicely. When I got the invite for my high school reunion, my first instinct was revulsion. I didn't want to go to some stupid party three hours away just to pretend that I cared about people I hadn't talked to in over 20 years. I started to mull over some of the lost connections from days gone by. Friends that had never kept in contact, old flames that could be rekindled. Maybe a reunion wouldn't be so bad. One of my senior year crushes had sent the invite in the first place. Becca, did that mean that she still had feelings for me? It's not like she could have found me on social media. I don't use Facebook, Instagram, or any social media. Just don't have the time for it. So then I wondered, how had she found me? At the bottom of the invite was a phone number, so I decided to be a little brave and give her a call. You've reached Becca. Leave a message at the beep. Her same cheerful voice said over the recording. Hey, um, Becca, sorry if this is so out of the blue calling you like this. I just got your invite for the reunion and had a couple of questions. Give me a call back. Oh, this is Sam, by the way. I said hurrying to make a short message. I was always a bit of a rambler, and I didn't want her to think I was nervous. For all I knew, she was married now with kids. I didn't want to get my hopes up for nothing. As my thoughts wandered for a few minutes, she called back. Sam, so glad you called. I was beginning to think I would have to do all of this solo, she said. Hey, uh, hi, how are you? I asked, glossing over everything she had just said and trying to sound casual. I'm a lot better now that you've contacted me. I hope you can tell me about the venue, the catering. Will we have a DJ? I'm super excited. Wait, slow down. What are you talking about? I asked. The reunion, silly. That's why I contacted you directly after I got that email. I figured that you didn't really know how to set this up without my help, especially with that horrid website you wanted everyone to join, Becca told me. It was taking me a few moments to catch up. Was she saying that I had contacted her and started the ball rolling on this reunion? Uh, sorry, been busy. What website exactly did I send? Maybe it was the wrong link? I didn't want to sound like I didn't know what she was talking about. Not sure, but you should have the original, she mumbled. I'm locked out of my laptop at the moment. I fibbed as I grabbed a pen and paper. Sam, you are so scatterbrained, I swear. Anyway, the website? I wrote it down quickly as she gave it to me along with some strange instructions. When I first tried to open it, my browser wouldn't let me, so I had to use my Tor browser. It was a little sketchy, so that's why I figured it must have been a fake, Becca said. Thanks. I hung up and got online as soon as I could to take a look. I've never really browsed the dark web before, But back when we were all in senior computer class, I learned how to access that part of the internet without being detected. We used to try and contact terrorists to prank them or buy crazy stuff off of those weird forums. 
it was harmless fun. What I saw in front of me initially looked more of the same. It was a high school yearbook style album website with cheesy 90s music playing and screenshots of my close classmates from senior year. Down at the bottom under web design, I saw my name as the creator. It even had my IP address. That was highly unusual. I clicked on one of my close friends, Tyler Raveris, and saw that the picture had the details of when he graduated, what his majors were, and even current contact information. The same was true of every other classmate on the website. This wasn't just for a reunion, I thought. This felt like someone was collecting data on us for the past 10 years or more. Even weirder was they were doing this in my name, which had me a bit worried. I tried to call Becca back and tell her the truth, but it kept going to voicemail. According to the invite, the reunion was only in three days. I decided to get some shut-eye and see if maybe I could contact someone during that time frame who might know what's up with this weird dark website. The next morning, Becca had sent a text saying she was on the road. See you tonight at the reunion, it said. Wasn't it still in two days? I asked her back. But the message wasn't sent. I checked the invite she had sent me, confirming it did say two days. So what was she talking about? Did she expect me to come and help her set up because she thought I had designed this website? I decided that I needed to at least get to the bottom of who was impersonating me and worry about how upset Becca would be later. First, I went down the list of my classmates, emailing them and trying my best to explain how I had even made contact. To my surprise, most of them said the same thing. Sam, is this some kind of joke? First you tell us to come to this silly reunion and now you are asking how did it get started? Is this like amnesia? So all of them seemed to indicate that someone posing as me had told them to come to the reunion. What was even stranger was all of them seemed convinced that the reunion was tonight rather than two days. Something about this website and what it had planned was beginning to feel very wrong. As I waited for another message from my classmates, I decided to try something strange and contact myself via the website, or rather, send an email to whoever had created the site claiming to be me. This is Sam, the real Sam. I don't know what game you're playing, but just please stop, I said. Stop, you're just wasting time and the reunion is about to begin, a message told me. Suddenly, all of the album picks turned into live feeds from what looked like a buffet. I saw familiar faces like Jack from Bandcamp and Lauren from Trig show up, and I tried my best to unmute and warn them. I knew something terrible was going to happen, even if I wasn't sure what it might be yet. The unseen voice made another warning. You'll just make things worse if you try to interfere. I suggest you sit back and enjoy the show. I watched helplessly for the next few moments as old classmates came in and silently hugged one another, none of them aware of any potential problems yet. Was one of them behind this entire charade? Every one of them came here because of your invitation, Sam. Doesn't that make you feel special? The mystery figure on the other side of the chat told me. A few moments later, they were being served food. My stomach twisted into knots. My fear was confirmed only a short moment later as Jack and Lauren began to choke, suddenly their windpipes closing on themselves. A few of the others present saw their reactions and tried to help. Gas suddenly filled the room and the voice explained, they will all go to sleep now, potentially forever if I have my way. You're a sick fuck. These people never hurt you. Suddenly a new video popped up. It was of me from a recent vlog. Oh, but Sam, isn't it true they hurt you? I felt my whole world shatter as I listened to the bitter words of a self that I hardly recognized. It's unfair how all the people who claim to be my friends have never been here for me. Like none of them even subscribe, even to this channel, I heard myself say. 
You see, Sam, someone was listening. I knew that you couldn't act to prove how fake your friends were, so I did it for you. Don't hurt them, please. It's already been done. I tried to text Becca again and got no response. I was frantic. The only thing I could think of next was calling the police. They later identified the toxic gas as sarin, and they died within hours before any EMS could help. All of the participants were dead. The police confiscated my belongings that same day, asking me a lot of questions that made me seem like the culprit. I knew immediately this was what the hacker wanted. A few hours later though, one of the officers gave me some bad news. We've sent your computer over to our cyber crimes division and tried every possible extraction technique. There is nothing on the hard drive like what you are suggesting. Everything we had shows that you designed this reunion. You sent out the invitations and you were the only person that wasn't there. I knew what they were saying. In their eyes, this was an open and shut case. That same night, I was placed in a cell with a bail of $10,000. About four hours later, one of the officers told me I had a visitor. It was Becca. I tried to explain to her what had happened. That's unbelievable, Sam, she said as we were given privacy to talk. Can you please help me out of this? I asked. She shook her head sadly. I don't believe you. It's so far-fetched. I mean, really. Hackers? The dark web? Sounds like a creepy pasta. She gave me this lopsided smile. Then a dawning realization hit me. You. It was you. You didn't go to the party. And you were the only one not invited, weren't you? She gave me a cold stare that pierced my very soul. I knew I was right. I hung up the phone from the other side of the glass, taken aback at the lengths she had gone for this. Before this next story, I want to thank NordVPN for sponsoring this episode. As a lot of you already know, the internet can be a very dangerous and unforgiving place for those who do not take their internet security seriously. Just this past year, I have had multiple hackers attempt to log into my personal and business email accounts. This was before I realized how important it is to have a secure, encrypted internet connection wherever you are. Which brings me back to NordVPN. Ever since I made the decision to start using NordVPN, I have yet to have another security breach. And the best part is that I can have this peace of mind for only $3.18 a month. That's even less than that addicting cup of coffee you buy every morning. But it doesn't just encrypt your internet connection. It also allows you to watch any TV show or movie you want while traveling internationally. This has been especially useful for me since I travel outside the U.S. quite often. If you'd like to keep your internet connection secure as well, head over to nordvpn.com drnord to get 73% off a two-year plan plus four months completely free. They also offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not happy for any reason, they'll give you a full refund within the first 30 days. That's nordvpn.com D-R-N-O-R-D. And now time for the next story. My brother Vincent died during COVID. He had passed away in his bed. I didn't even know until it was too late. He died in the top bunk alone, struggling to breathe while I was out trying to find work. Mom found his lifeless body. She blamed herself for not watching him more closely. I didn't even see his body leave the house, and Dad left not long after that. She changed the night that he died. I promised myself afterward that I would take care of Mom. We don't talk about Vincent at all or what happened to him. It's like there is an emptiness in the house that just won't go away. I want to keep Mom safe from everything, even herself, but I'm not sure I can anymore. I'm not sure she wants to try anymore. I just miss him so much. Part of me thinks it's because we couldn't have a proper funeral. We thought about doing Zoom, 
but mom was convinced no one would even show up. It made me so angry that I went behind her back and made a dedication page for my brother. I decided to be sneaky about it, just in case she ever checked and kept the page on a dark web forum, somewhere that only I could find. It felt good to be able to just glance at old memories from time to time and to watch videos of happier years of my life. One thing happened when I made the website. I noticed that the emptiness in me was only growing stronger, almost unbearable. I knew it was because I missed Vincent so much. What the hell am I supposed to do without you, bro? I whispered to my monitor as I touched his picture. To my surprise, I heard a voice. It was soft, reflective, and familiar. It was coming from my computer's mic. Come find me, little brother, it said in a garbled tone. I opened my eyes from the tears I was shedding and looked toward the webcam to see a bright and strange light forming. A screen popped up and it looked like a door that was forming. It was a sort of puddle of light on my screen, pulsing with a power that lingered as I drew near it. My screen felt warm to touch. What is this? I asked. Your freedom, the voice answered back. I felt my heart beat a little faster and clicked on the link. It was a still image of my room, but instead of me sitting on the other side, I saw Vincent. The color from the walls was fresher than before, and the sounds of my little television were clearly more cheerful. I squealed with delight and wanted to hug the monitor, trying not to burst into tears. Vincent, is this real? I asked. I didn't even want to let go. It's very real, little bro. It took a lot of strength to get that link open, he said as he stood up. How have you been? I asked him. Alone, he muttered as he gestured around the quiet room. Is this... Are you dead? I asked. I am. And for the moment while you're here connected to me, you are too. But your body still exists on the other side too in the real world, Vincent explained. That's kind of cool, I admitted as I looked back toward my own surroundings. Nothing seemed different, but I couldn't deny that this definitely felt like I was connected to the great beyond via the dark web somehow. You said it required a lot of energy to open the way? I asked. I had a lot of questions. The world around him seemed so inviting. I wondered what other secrets it held. It's complicated, he admitted. We don't have time for that. I came to talk to you. I wish you were here back with us, I admitted. It doesn't work that way, I'm afraid. Once you're dead, there's no way to go back. I'm stuck, doomed to waste my days away in this wasteland, he explained. It doesn't look that bad, I admitted. I've done what I can to spruce the place up a little bit, he told me and added. What makes it hard is that I am all alone. What? You mean no one else is there? I asked. Don't you get it? The two sides aren't connected. This room, this space is all I've got. It's where I died, so I guess it's where I have to stay the rest of my eternity, he muttered angrily. That's horrible, I realized. I looked at the walls. They seemed a bit more wobbly than they had a moment ago. Was it glitching? I've tried so hard to communicate with you in the past. It's been mind-numbing to feel you near me and be powerless, Vincent admitted. How did you get a message across to me? I asked. I didn't. Your heart opened the way. It opened because you wanted to be here, little brother, he answered, to be with me. Really? Now we can see each other whenever we want to? I asked. That sounded pretty good, to be honest. No, no, I don't think the link will sustain this much longer, to be honest. He admitted as he walked toward the door again and said, I was hoping, wishing that you might want to stay with me longer. Stay? What do you mean? I asked. I don't want to be alone anymore. I just want to have someone to talk to, to do things with. You are my best friend, and I know you've missed me too, he answered. How do you know that? I asked. It doesn't matter. 
What matters is I need you, bro, he insisted. But if I stay, won't that mean I have to die too? I asked. He nodded with a sparkle in his eye. I've seen you sulk around the house like a lost little puppy dog. You aren't happy with mom, and she certainly isn't happy with you. If you stay, we can be happy together, and we can be together forever, Vincent said excitedly. Wait, I thought you said that this was the first time you could communicate. How have you been watching us? This conversation was getting a little strange too. Why would my dead brother encourage me to take my own life and be stuck somewhere forever? You said it yourself, you would do anything to be with me. This is your chance, you don't ever have to be alone again. His eyes looked like they were hiding something. This doesn't feel right, I told him. Why are you trying so hard to convince me to kill myself? I asked. Vincent frowned. What? His face glitched for a second, and I thought he looked different. I mean, if you're telling the truth, then you're stuck in purgatory, right? I muttered. What do you mean by that? Are you trying to make it sound like I'm a monster? No, I mean, I'm sorry. I muttered, looking down at my feet. He shook his head in disappointment at me. I'm trying to give you a choice, bro. The choice I never had. It's because I love you. I want you to stay, but I want it to be your decision, he told me. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have doubted you, I told him weakly. There's something else you have to do if you want to stay, he told me abruptly. Somehow I could tell that his tone of voice had changed. There's a weapon under your bed, dad's old service gun. He left it there. What the? Vincent, how do you know about that? I asked in shock. You want to be with me, right? Then you have to pull the trigger and come to the other side. He told me, gesturing toward himself, the image glitched again. What? No, I can't do that, I said. It felt wrong to even consider looking for the weapon. This is the only way we can be together. You have to do it, he said, his voice frantic and strained. I decided to look. This was already strange, but it was even weirder when I discovered he was right. The chamber had five bullets in it, one already gone. Vincent, did you kill yourself? I thought you choked from the COVID, I whispered. What does it matter? Don't you just want to come with me? He asked. I can't leave mom. Don't worry about her. Dad left her and you can too. Besides, this is what she would want, he insisted. Seriously? No, brother, you have it all wrong. Mom needs me, I said, putting the gun down. Listen to me, you little prick. He boomed as he got up in my face. That didn't sound like my brother at all. This is the only way. It has to be this way. You have to do it soon, he snapped. And if I don't, I asked hesitantly. Then we can never be together again, ever. Not now, not ever. You'll lose your chance to be with your brother again, he told me. I cocked the pistol and looked down the barrel of the gun. It would only take a second. I can't do it, Vincent. I, I can't, I stammered as I started to sob like a baby. His eyes got heated and the screen glitched again. Quit being a pussy and pull the damn trigger, he yelled. You're scaring me, I stuttered. Then the facade of the Vincent I knew faded away and I saw what was truly left of my father instead. His eyes were dark, sunken, and filled with fire. His skin was eaten away by drugs and half of his face was drooping from what I guessed was a stroke. His skin was sickly and covered in lesions and boils. He reached for me, a look of desperation in his eyes as I prepared to log off. Kill yourself, be strong like your brother. His voice screamed as I shut the website down. I could see his dark reflection standing there glaring at me as I held the gun firmly in my hand. This had been a trap all along. I looked toward the window again and heard the sound of that same laughter. The world felt much more empty without Vincent and definitely lacked the same color as it did when he was alive. But as I looked back toward that grim phantom of my father, I was starting to realize maybe that was okay.
If my brother hadn't died, what sort of abuse would we both have endured? His suicide led to my freedom from that life. I walked downstairs to where my mother was preparing our dinner, clutching the gun firmly against my chest. She gasped when she saw it, and tears welled up in her eyes. Mom, I said, my lips trembling. I want to talk about what really happened to Vincent. You found it, she said, barely able to contain her own grief. I didn't want you to know. I held her. It's okay, Mom. It's okay. I'm not mad. For those of you who may be interested, I've started another podcast called Dr. SCP. It features interesting stories based on unique SCP entities described on the SCP Foundation database. You can find the link to the Dr. SCP podcast in the episode description.